0: Hey everyone, welcome to Blue Future's podcast, Stride, Organizing with Purpose, where we showcase the incredible work and voices of progressive, young, motivated organizers and leaders. Each week we will bring to you their stories from all across the country. These people are working hard to make our world a more free and just place. If you or someone you know might be interested in chatting with us, send us a message on Instagram at bluefuturenow. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome back to Blue Future Strive Podcast. I'm your host Niles Brooks and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Marissa Weinberg. Marissa, how's it going? How you doing?
2: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm doing just fine. Uh, It's Veterans Day so saving some space to commemorate those who have fought on behalf of our country Uh, and just yeah feeling super grateful Feeling super positive today. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a pleasure. I want to dive into sort of your experiences organizing? How did you get started?
2: So for me, my organizing journey started um, when I was a freshman in high school. Um, I sat and watched the 2016 election, as we all did, just sitting back and wondering. Why can't I do anything to help what's going on? I feel like a bystander, like I'm not doing anything productive with what was going on in our country at the time. And I think something just clicked in my brain where I wanted to do more. And so I started looking for ways to get myself involved in whatever way I could. Um, and so later on um, in my journey um, the summer going into... My um, senior year of high school, I um, interned for my congressman in my district, and I was able to see what the people in my community were experiencing and what issues they dealt with and how the political landscape was affecting them. And that really started my path off to where I am now and what I hope to do in the future.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So you're from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is right outside Philadelphia. Uh, Tell us what it was like growing up.
2: For me, I grew up in a very solidly blue area. It was a very diverse area, but it was privileged. And that's something I've always had to keep into my mind that I did have access to the type of education that I have and the resources that I had. I was always very grateful for that. But I knew in the back of my mind, there was always more that I could do to help my community and to help people in the rest of my state who weren't as fortunate as I was. And, like, I knew I could give back in whatever way I can. And so I started looking for ways to do so. And for me, that was getting politically involved.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's a great way to give back. And, you know, what were some of those defining moments in your life that pushed you towards political organizing and, you know, getting involved in politics? You mentioned, you know, working with a congressman in your district. What were some of those moments?
2: So... I graduated high school in 2020, so that was in the middle of a pandemic, um, which was really hard. Um, That summer, I went and worked on a congressional campaign. I worked on a grassroots congressional campaign in South Jersey, and um, the candidate I worked for was extremely progressive. He was a young Black gay man in a very conservative district who I knew probably didn't have a chance to win. But I truly believed in his message and it was a fully youth-led campaign that really ignited my spark into wanting to create change in the political space. That knowing, even though you may not always win, there's still opportunities to grow and to connect with people and to find yourself a purpose within what you're doing and Find activism in the communities that it may not be present, in, and just creating a goal for yourself.
1: So, you know, while working with them, what were some of the things that you learned?
2: I think this is how I truly learned how to do community organizing because it was in a pandemic. We weren't allowed to door knock, we weren't allowed to be face to face with voters. So it was truly phone banking, text banking, we did um, canvassing in supermarket parking lots because we couldn't go door to door. So it was truly whatever contact we could make with voters, it was in a really difficult time. And so we made the connections that we could within ourselves and within the voters. I think it was truly a special experience for me, because it's nothing like I've ever done before with my career. And it truly ignited something in me to want to move forward and to continue to support
1: candidates like this. Yeah, I find that, you know, super compelling, you know, something as significant and impactful as the pandemic of 2020 really threw a wrench in everything. And so, you know, finding ways to be flexible and adaptable um, and still persevere to um, stay committed to, you know, progressive social change, I think is, is extremely commendable. And you know, want to thank you for, you know, taking the time to uh, do some of that work. And so now you're a, what, sophomore, junior at Towson studying political science. Uh, so
2: I'm a junior at Towson University studying political science.
1: Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit more about you know what you plan on doing uh, in politics if you plan on continuing in politics, um, and and what that may look like.
2: So after that experience, I um, wanted to look for more work within my own community, but also within outside. So I started to look for organizing opportunities and which is how I found Blue Future. And I was doing youth led organizing with Blue Future, trying to create um, youth coalitions for my representatives. And so I got to see firsthand how New Jersey representatives responded to youth action. And while our efforts might not have been effective, I truly think we created a groundwork for something a lot bigger than us. Knowing that our our representatives knew that we did care and we're not just sitting back and waiting for things to happen was a really big deal. After my time with Blue Future, I went and worked for a congressman's campaign um, in the district next to me, and that congressman was Andy Kim, and so I've worked on his campaign for the past two years. He's from my community. He knows what it's like to live there, to be there, to represent South Jersey, and he loves it. He lives it. He breathes it. And I think that's so important to be so connected to your community. And then last year is really when everything came full circle to me because I was doing internship and organizing and everything all at once. My spring semester, I worked for a congressman in Maryland, and then I started working for a delegate campaign. And in, over the summer, I worked um, on congressman's cam- campaign again. And then I went to work for Senator Cory Booker, which had been a goal of mine for a really long time. And that was a big connecting moment for me that I was able to achieve a lot of the goals that I'd set for myself um, while still being in my home state, while being able to represent my own community was a really big deal. Um, And then I ended out the summer back in Maryland working on Jamie Raskin's Democracy Summer. So being able to encapsulate the two communities that I live is a great feeling.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned, you know, working alongside Jamie Raskin, Cory Booker, and Kim. Uh, could you uh, possibly compare and contrast uh, the the differences between these elected officials? And we'd love to, to, to hear more about it.
2: So Cory Booker is truly the most energetic person I've ever met in my entire life. He truly cares about every single thing he does. He loves his job. He loves his constituency. And that's so important. He's just real. The way you see him on TV, that's how he acts in person. And I think that's so important, especially in the political space. So many people are different behind closed doors. He just exudes joy all the time. And I think that's fantastic. Andy Kim is very much a community family man. Uh, I was working one of his campaign events over the summer and he biked to the event. He lives in his community. He he walks, he bikes, he goes and does what he can within his own area. And I think that's fantastic. Jamie Raskin is doing the work that a lot of people don't want to do. He's fighting the hard fight and I think he does an incredible job at it. They're all very different people, but they're all doing fantastic things, and they all care so deeply about what they're doing.
1: And yeah, and you know, I've noticed that you know you have experience you know with working on campaigns and organizing in both New Jersey um, and Maryland. Uh, so I would like to know, you know, what is the political scene like in in both of those places? How are they similar, and again, how are they different?
2: So Maryland is a more Neutral environment while New Jersey is a lot more not competitive, but it depending on where you go, you'll find a very different attitude towards politics, no matter what party. The state legislator in New Jersey is a lot more competitive, it's a lot more internalized, while in Maryland, the state legislator is a much bigger deal. People are very supportive of those candidates and work really hard for them. I think that in New Jersey, the political scene is so locked in blue, people don't care as much. And I don't think that's okay. Just because it's said a certain way doesn't mean you still can't make a difference with its small measures, with community service, with doing what you can. And here in Maryland, they just elected a new democratic governor, which is awesome. But there are also different districts that are so gerrymandered where it's hard to to find time to do political work because you go next door and you go to your neighbor and they have completely different beliefs than you because they weren't in this district a year ago. They knew a different representative. They keep switching. It's hard to find a political balance here.
1: Very interesting. Uh, so going back a little bit. So you're a junior at Towson studying political science. How do you envision using that political science degree in your future?
2: So currently I'm in a campaigns class um, and each week we write different parts of campaign memos. So this week we are focusing on comms and last week we did get out the vote. And I think this class really encapsulates everything that I've been doing, but just it brings it all together where it's teaching me how to do these things step by step, where in the campaign, in the political space, I just do them. So I think that's been really helpful for me. And once I leave here, I really just want to do work that I feel good about. I don't want a job just because it's a job. I want something I'm passionate about and go to work every day and be excited about. It doesn't matter what it is. I just want to go and feel connected to what I'm doing, connected to the people I work with and truly feel like I'm making a difference.
1: Wow. Uh, super, super valiant point there uh, towards the end. Making your way towards the passions uh, that you have and, and what you strongly believe in, I think is the key to not feeling so burnt out. I think, you know, and I, I've seen this so so many times, you know, people, you know, get caught, you know, chasing what they're they're not really passionate about. And they end up losing sight uh, of who they are and, and what they care about. You know, so, I, you know, anytime I hear, you know, somebody who are, who are chasing their passions and, and doing really good work, you know, I, I love to see it. Uh, so, yeah, Marissa, hats off to you. Uh, that's amazing. So yeah, um, thanks for tuning in. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back with the Stripe Podcast.
0: This is the last week to apply for the Advancing Progressive Power Civic Engagement Training, led by Democracy Partners and Blue Future. This training is for those interested in staff and leadership positions in local, state, and federal campaigns, and in using those campaigns to build organizations and issue campaigns of progressive power. Please apply by August 11th, 2023 at 5 p.m. EST so your application can be reviewed. Space is limited. If you would like to find the application, please check out Blue Future social media at at Blue Future Now, as well as our website, ourbluefuture.us. Thanks so much.
1: Hey folks, we're back with the Stripe Podcast, a podcast where we highlight the voices of young organizers across this country. And today we're joined by Marissa Weinberg. She's a junior studying political science at Towson. So Marissa, you may know or may not know, but we have a staple of uh, podcast questions that we ask every guest that joins us. They can get a little bit deep, sometimes philosophical, but they're good questions nonetheless. So let's go ahead and get started. Very heavy, very loaded question, but a very important one. What does the future look like for you? And where do you go from here?
2: I think that the future for me... Looks like a place where I can be my best self. Um, wherever I apply for jobs and wherever I get hired post graduation, I want to put 110% of myself into the work to make the best I can. I don't want to do something that makes me feel unwanted. I don't think that going into the workforce, you should just settle for a job because it's a job. I find it so important to have career goals and be in a work environment that um, supports the people who work there. No matter what job I take in the political space, I think it's just really important to find a community and to have a fulfilling job. Personally, to graduate, that's the future for me. To travel, to explore hobbies and interests that I have, I just want to get out into the world, see what it's like not being a student, because that's all I know.
1: Yeah. I love that. I recently, you know, ran into a piece of literature you know, that said, you know, the best use of our time is to radically collaborate with the world. And I think, you know, traveling, finding things that you're passionate about and exploring I new mean, things is, you know, a great way uh, to to spend our time. And so i love to hear that. Next question. So. As you may know, this work, organizing, can be super heavy and very exhausting, especially in conjunction to our lives outside of it. So what are some ways that you recenter yourself so that you can be present and 100%?
2: Yes, especially um, this week, as I stayed up very late on election night when I know I shouldn't have, causing myself unnecessary stress. For me, music is really big, letting myself zone out. I also love TV and movies. Seeing another world and being disconnected from my own and just listening to the stories and what uh, art that other people create is so important to consume things that don't affect you that won't affect you. I think those are great ways to decompress just getting lost in stories.
1: Getting lost in stories. I love that. In fact, you know that's like my favorite part of of organizing is. You know, community building and, you know, getting to know, you know, the people who we do this with. You know, I find it, you know, very compelling how, you know, this work tends to bring out the best in people. um, And it tends to bring, you know, the best people in this world together uh, under one or under, you know, the same causes. So um, I love to hear that. And you mentioned, you know, music and movies. Uh, What are some of your favorite music genres and, What's a, what's a classic movie? What's a go-to movie that you have?
2: Almost Famous is a great movie um, that's also about music. <laughs> um, movie soundtracks always, if there's a good movie soundtrack, I feel like that in, encapsulates the movie. Um, so that movie is, always speaks to me. It's timeless to me. Um, and music-wise, really like rock. You can't go wrong with it i'm i'm a type of person where it's i like pretty much everything except for really country not a country person i could never just i couldn't really get into it but i like it all taylor swift's new album is great love to see it
1: taylor swift pretty pretty good <laughs> so yes uh one last question for you and that is if the world was truly free what it would look what would it look like?
2: I think in a world that's truly free, everyone has the ability to be their true selves with no barriers, to be 100% creative, to be 100% enthusiastic, doing whatever they want to do safely without any penalty. A s- space where everyone can do what they feel is right.
1: Awesome, that, that sounds like a pretty good world to me. Um, and you know, before we bring things to a close, Is there anything that you'd like to shout out? Um, Any organizations that you would like to put a spotlight on? Any individuals that you're feeling particularly grateful for um, in this moment?
2: Obviously, shout out my friends and family and all the people who helped me get here. But specific organizations, um, Voters of Tomorrow, they're a great organization. I went to their summit over the summer and I got to meet so many amazing people. Obviously, shout out Blue Future. You have a very special place in my heart. Shout out New Jersey.
1: You heard her. Shout out Blue Future. Shout out the Garden State, New Jersey. Marissa, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully we can have you on at some point uh, in the future. But again, yeah, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to the Stride Podcast today. We would like to thank Eli Silverman-Lloyd for the music for our podcast. And our podcast is produced in-house by the Blue Future team. If you are interested in joining a future episode or learning more about our work, please send us an email at hello at ourbluefuture.us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.